And do you have reached the Lisa Ann Gile podcast? Listen, I am coming to you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming at you. But listen, in a good way, in a good way. I am your cure to everything predictable. So people, let's go. Good morning. I hope you can hear me okay. As usual, I am speaking into my 1999 Amazon speakers attached to my computer. Listen, you got to fake it till you make it, right? (laughs) I should be asleep. I should. But I am up. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm getting there. I'm getting a little tired, but I wanted to upload one more podcast at a request, and uh, I'm going to briefly, briefly disclose um, my heart to you about a, a particular topic. Um, Just a few moments ago, I uploaded a compilation of acapella worship songs, and I was singing. There were there is no instrumental, and my voice is very tired, and I didn't. I, I wasn't completely up to it, but I've learned during my walk with God that we can never go by how we feel. Because our feelings are fickle. And it's not that I don't care about you and I don't, you know, care about ministry. It was just, you know, it's one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And um, because your feelings are fickle or because they vary, you cannot be ran by emotion and you cannot be run by your feelings. You have to push past how you feel. You have to push past being emotional and you have to learn to walk in obedience and follow instructions. You have to understand that even when you think it's just about you, it is not. Because attached to your instructions are other people. And maybe you say, well, I don't do ministry. This is not my lane. No, but you are in a lane. Maybe two or three lanes. Maybe, you know, whether that's at work, maybe that's at home. Or the lane you're driving while you're going to the grocery store. From one day to the next, we are always driving in a lane. And there are pedestrians in other cars. They're they're on the streets. And because we are our brother's keeper, our heart should always be yes towards God and his instructions and his will. 
So with that being said, I uploaded a compilation of worship songs in acapella um, for the young people. That means there is no music or, in or instrumental accompanying the vocals. And uh, I came across the scripture just earlier prior to uploading that particular podcast. And it was from Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Now let me just bring it up really quick in my Bible gateway. At Romans 1, 16. And it reads from the New International Version, NIV. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes colon first to the Jew then to the Gentile now I'm not going to do too much expounding in this particular scripture but I did want to share my heart only because it's late and I'm, <laughs> it's hitting me right now. <laughs> I'm getting a little tired. I find that there are two case scenarios. And I let me just go. I um, let me just go into the entertainment industry really quickly. Let me just let me just talk about that arena for a moment. There are two case scenarios or scenarios when it comes to a Christian in the industry. It is the Christian who is afraid to say Jesus in public on a platform at an award show, or during an interview. It is the Christian that sugarcoats and dilutes the word of God when asked about their faith. And it is the Christian who says, I am not ashamed of being a Christian. I, I just... You know, I just choose not to get churchy and say Jesus all the time. I mean, people, if you say God, you know, people take it, you know, a little bit better. You know, they, they're more receptive to you. This is not a good Christian. Because the Bible says, should you be ashamed of God before men, so shall, now this is, this is in the, in the Holy Bible. So shall my father, and Jesus is speaking about God to be, okay? So shall my father be ashamed of you. Paraphrase. Which means you're not getting in with this attitude and this mentality. He see, he, the scripture directly implies it's a no. I gave you a spotlight. 
I entrusted you with the spotlight. You took a platform, you walked in the shoes, and then you left me behind. And so therefore, now that it is time for judgment, and now that it is time to be accountable for your actions and for your words, for your attitude and for your lifestyle, you said to the whole world, while I gave you that gift, while I gave you your money, while I gave you that house, while I gave you that car you drove, and you put me on a backbone and burn it till you got your award. Maybe you acknowledged me, maybe you didn't. But once a year, And now you want to enter into my kingdom and I have to look at you forever after you put me on the back burner your whole life. Now God likes his chair and he's not going anywhere. So somebody's got to go. So that is one kind of Christian that is found in the industry is very common. They don't want to lose work. They, they don't want to get the media in a frenzy. They, they care about more about what people think than what God thinks and how he feels about them. And this is a very dangerous way to live. God loves you, but the mere fact is you will need God before he needs you. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that because of your iniquities, it has caused me to be far from you. People don't think that God turns his back, and he does. He turns you into a reprobate mind at one point, and this is, some, this is a mind that can never please God. You get to a point where you ignore the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You ignore God's conviction in your heart to the point where your heart is now calloused and you do what you want to do. And now you say, well, I don't, it's, it's not a problem because I don't feel guilty. Well, no, of course you don't feel guilty because you ignored him the first 333 times yesterday. <laughs> So this is one Christian. And this Christian, if this is your mentality, my heart is that, my heart is to tell you that God loves you, but it doesn't feel good to be used. And if you are a celebrity and if you are a musician, if you are in the industry in any form or fashion, director or executive, and you are at a you are in a position of influence. Maybe got a little coin, little money. You already know how it feels to be on that end, to be used for who you are and what you have, for your position, and not because you're loved. And then there is a second Christian. And 
And this is referring to the industry. And I guess I'm in this arena is because this is where my passion is. This is where my heart is, not only for the, not only performing wise, but for the, for the people. When I've, there was a time I had a conversation with God and I said, I know you're sending me back into the industry at one point or another in my life at some point. And I said, but I'm not going in for the money. How can I tell Chris Hemsworth, that God loves him. How can I get to Angela Bassett? I can't get to them from a corner office, you know, working as a operations expert for, you know, a medium-sized company or, you know, as I staple my papers and type my Excel formulas and as I Interview employees. I, I mean, I, I can't get to them from here, God. You know, this is no implication that there is something wrong with you. I just, you know, you just happen. Those, you know, you two just happen to pop in my head. <laughs> but I had a long talk with God and I, I said, I, just not. Doing this for the money. I mean, listen, if I told you the things I used to do for you all, in the industry, listen, I'd be in the grocery store. I'd be waiting to scan, waiting for the cashier to scan my groceries. And I'd see magazines on the rack. Now, I am not a gossiper and I don't believe everything I read. But I figured the worst part that could happen if I picked up and read it and then prayed for you is that... You know, I kind of bless you with a couple of words to God. You know, I, I allowed some good vibes to hit the atmosphere. And, you know, that's that's not bad, right? <laughs> I know that I believe that even in tabloids, there is a lot of nonsense and a lot of exaggerations. But sometimes there is some form of truth. And maybe buried, but it's somewhere in there from time to time. And the best thing about prayer is that you don't have to know the person to say one for them. So I'd be in the grocery store and I said, oh, gosh, well, let's just hope, you know, this is not true, but let me just pray real quick. Because that was the only accessibility I had was through a gossip column. <laughs> That's how desperate I was. 
as a minister to kind of help. And one time I Googled the top 100 celebrities in Hollywood and I, I called you all out by name. And uh, I happened to be at my daughter's house at the time. And, uh, you know, I... <laughs> I mean, I was going in, boy. But this is how desperate I would get. So I understand. I understand, Jay Shetty, when you say you are obsessed with love or understanding love better. Or informing people about love. You see, if I want to reach the masses and if I want to help, the last thing, the very last thing I want to do is be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The very God that brings me from day to day. The very God that holds my hand and has my back because I'm, I'm leaning against him. I can't help nobody if I'm ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this scripture rang a bell as I uploaded my compilation of worship songs because I sing a lot about Jesus. Now let me tell you something else. I'm also Jewish. I practice and I read and I and I believe in the Torah, which are, which are the first five books of the Holy Bible, which is the five, which are the first five books of the Old Testament. One cannot exist without the other. Both parts of the Bible support one another. The Old Testament introduces Jesus, and Jesus supports the Old Testament. One cannot be made applicable without the other in a Christian's life. If you are a Christian, if you go to the book of Ruth, hold on, let me Google it. Let me not Google it, but because I'm in Bible Gateway. I don't think you can Google in Bible Gateway. <laughs> hold on. Okay, so yes, it's a, it's the book of Ruth. I believe the last chapter of Ruth is four. Let me see. Is it chapter four? Yes, it's chapter four. Where there is a genealogy of David. This genealogy of David introduces the family line leading straight to Jesus Christ. So thus, I, I, I need to make, I need to tell, I'm Jewish. 
actually, I'm going to be honest and very transparent. The Old Testament is one of my, is, is probably my, one of my favorite parts of the Bible. I live in the Old Testament. It's excellent. It teaches you about, um, obviously the, the law. It teaches you about warfare, genealogy, gives you the history and the kings and, it's, it's just, it's a very informative part of the Bible. But when I go to church, when I, let's, let me just backdate it a little bit. When I would go to services, most of the, the ministers or the, or the fellow congregants, they lived in the New Testament. I'm like, but I'm, and I'm, I, I know there's an Old Testament. I mean, I know John 3.16. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to poke fun, but you have to study both parts of the Holy Bible in order to be a strong Christian. You cannot just choose what you want to follow and just hope for the best. That's that's not how to live as a Christian. So, uh... I guess I'll stay here for a moment because people ask me all the time, well, what are you? Because you don't, you know, you don't uh, do certain things. I'm just going to be, I'm not going into it now. I have my reasons. This is That's a different podcast. This is a different, that's a different conversation. If you email me or DM me or call me, I will gladly disclose. But I don't do the back. I don't wear the mask. And I don't do the test, the swab. And it's for a very good reason. It has to do with the book of Revelations. And so people are curious as to why. Well, I mean, what are you? Well, what do you mean? What am I? But I do understand the question. If you ask me my faith, I'm a non-denominational born-again Christian. I'm a non-denominational born-again Christian. Okay, so I don't call myself Baptist or Lutheran or Presbyterian, but I am Jesus only. Because I find that there is a lot of division among the sects of, of, of the between the different denominations. So I'm non-denominational born-again Christian. I've been baptized in the name of Jesus and risen in resurrection through his name with a yes to God. It was a yes to his son. I've been filled with his Holy Spirit and I am trying to walk in love. And that is me. Now, I do have a ministry, and I'm hoping by next year I'll be in a facility or venue. Um, I'm going to start Zoom services very soon. But even some of the members that I, that I have, and I call them members because I, I counsel, I, I give them therapy. We discuss, uh, we discuss the scriptures. We, they come to me with questions, and they have verbalized that, they're under my ministry. And I think it's important that people know 
that, that I give a definitive answer as to who I am in God. So, you know, people are inquiring, so I figured I'll just disclose that at this time. But with that being said, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the cowards go to hell. That is in Revelations, I believe, chapter 21. And for that reason, why they go to hell is because when you are a coward, the fear stops you from being obedient, stops you from doing what God is asking you to do. And thus all disobedience is a sin. And the wages of sin is death. We are to be bold as lions. We serve a... Man, he's... And and let me tell you, young people, if you're listening, let me tell you something. I I did a poster. I, I did a little flyer a couple of months ago. Listen, ain't nobody bigger and badder than God. He was the biggest, baddest gangster. And he still is. And there should be a fire in your soul and in your spirit. And I don't mean, I mean spirit as in your attitude. This is, I live for God and I'm proud. And I ain't nobody's killed. And Satan can't have me. And he can't have my kids. And he can't have my husband. He can't have my wife. Or shall I say it? Because Satan is wickedness. It can't have me. Nor anybody attached to me. Because I am a soldier. I am a warrior. And I am in love with God. And this is a Christian's attitude. I Let me tell you, can I tell you something? <laughs> I am at the point in my life, I don't care what people think in regards to my relationship with God. Because at the end of the day, it is all about kingdom agenda. And let me tell you something about Lisa and Giles. She is a sore loser. I don't like losing. I have. Let me tell you about me. I have to be the smartest one in the room. And if I don't understand something, I I I let I have to ask the question so that I walk away with comprehension. I mean, I could be at a dinner table with you, and if you use a word that doesn't sound right, I'm I'm sorry. Could you just could you just expound on that word? I don't know. I I'm not familiar with that word. And you ask me a question, and I could answer it and sound intellectual, but then I'd sound really dumb because uh, maybe I'm not using it right. So maybe you want to enlighten me, and I got a feeling you don't know either. Now that part I said to myself, but I'm still asking them <laughs> or her. <laughs> But uh, I I've got to be the smartest one in the room. Sometimes I I just don't like ignorance. I I just 
I have when in in some form of fashion I have an I don't care attitude like it's me and God against the world. And I love people. And with that combination, it's like there is a fire on the inside to advance kingdom agenda by walking in love and making someone else's life better. So I want to encourage you to speak kindly about God. To speak openly about God. Don't be afraid to say the name Jesus. Don't be afraid to put the the Holy Trinity in the script. Don't be afraid. I do it all the time. You know, it'll get picked up. You'll see. Yep, you'll see. (laughs) Guys, nothing's wrong with me. I'm cool. (laughs) But you have to be just... You want crown. You want want crown. And crown is earned by good works. Salvation is free. That is, and and the promise and blessing of God is John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is both blessing and promise, because you have to do something to get it and do something to keep it. Yet it is a promise because he's, God is telling you. You have eternal life. You have eternal life with me forever. With your yes, but it must be a sincere yes. Not yes, but I'm going to do things my way. That's not a good yes. So the crown you receive is a big deal. It's a big deal. And I'm 30 minutes into my podcast, so I'm not going to go too much further, but it's a big deal. I'll teach us in another podcast, but it's a big deal. Do you understand that a crown is a big deal? If you do not get crowned, you do not get in. Maybe you didn't know that. So in the book of Revelations, because I have to teach eventually Revelations, in the book of Revelations, he makes all things new, new heaven, new earth. Now, if everybody's going to be either in heaven or hell, why do we need a new earth? Well, that's because those who don't earn crown goes to the new earth. Those who earn crown crown gets to spend forever with the Holy Trinity and to lay eyes on Jesus, the real Jesus. No crown, no heaven. You get earth, maybe you had a yes, but you squandered your life. So he kept his promise. You didn't go to hell, but you got eternal life, just not with him. That's Bible. So we want crown. And we earn that by walking in love. We earn that by... Being our brother's keeper. We earn that 
by making God priority in our lives. We earn that with a sincere yes to Jesus. With no reservation. I'm sorry, with no preservation. That's what I want to say. Wait, hold on a minute. Scratch both words till I'm clear. You see how I do that <laughs> when I'm not sure? And I'm very articulate. <laughs> but a yes, a sincere yes. Let's just put it that way. With a sincere yes. We earn that with a sincere yes. God loves you very much. And I love you. And, um, you know, it's me loving you to the core. Because I'd rather tell you the truth than read of your demise in another article, another overdose, another suicide, another broken marriage, another addiction. You understand? And then you're gone. And guess what? They send up the tweets. They send up the posts. They send your cards to the house. They send you flowers to the funeral. And then life goes on. Auditions continue. People book uh, sitcoms and films are in theaters. Life goes on. And you're gone. But the question is, where? What is your end result, heaven or hell? So I just got to be very blunt, heaven or hell. Now, maybe this podcast was too churchy for some. Maybe not. I just wanted to tell you my heart disclosed the revelation God has given me through his word and just to let you know that not everybody gossips about you. Not everybody wants something from you because of your influence and what you have in your pocket. There are some people who love you just because they love you. And I am one of those people. So have a good day because it is now 1.40 in the morning. And maybe take this podcast with you during the course of your morning and afternoon and evening and meditate upon my words. 
Better yet, meditate upon the words of God. Maybe read your Bible. Maybe, you know, just talk to him. Maybe listen to worship and praise music. Maybe if you're a writer or musician, write some new stuff. But in your own way, spend time with him. And relay your heart. Whether you're in a good mood or whether you're in a bad one. But whatever you do, be honest. And this is Lisa and Jael. Peace. This has been Elisa and Jael's podcast. My people, my friends, my family. You all, God loves you. I love you. Peace.